Hello, hello! You are listening to CPA Career Path podcast with Rosie Flaherty, CPA MSA. This is episode number thirteen. We continue the conversation with Erin Rusche about her CPA journey. How do you have a work-life balance as being a shareholder, a mother of two kids, and a, and a wife? The work-life balance piece comes into play when you take the time to really know what it is you want to get out of your business and where you want to set your boundaries. Um, I have definitely had experiences when I was on my own. Now, even back when I was in college, um, where I did not hold my boundaries as tightly as I should have, uh, and you can definitely feel it in your core when things are out of whack because it gets harder to do everything. Um, so, balancing being a mom and being a wife and my business, it was really important for me to keep my eye on what it was that I really wanted to get out of it and. Even when things came up that sounded like, "Oh, this could be a great client," if I didn't have time to commit to it, uh, making sure that I had a way to say no um, without, you know, without making it stressful for myself, um, and that has been, you know, more successful at times than others, uh, but definitely something that I work on all of the time, making sure that I'm keeping in alignment with where I want my boundary to be. Uh, and making sure that I'm not overcommitting myself in either way, uh, because you know if you have goals in your business, you also don't want to overcommit personally. Because I've I've had that come up too. You know, I have a very big family, and uh, they all we all love each other, and we like to hang out together. And there are times where you need to make sure that your family also understands, like, hey, it's tax season. I have a commitment to my business, and it's not always going to be this way. And I really need your support in being successful now, so that we can hang out and really enjoy our time together in you know six weeks. What are some most difficult Times that you have to say no. Um, I would say some of the most difficult no's that I've had to say have were when my kids were very little and they had things happening in the. Um, it's usually March, so I'm I'm on the tax side of the house um, in public accounting. So March is kind of our our perfect storm where we have business deadlines and personal deadlines and just lots of stuff going on. Um, so in that time frame, when the kids were little, if they had school functions that were going on, I wasn't always able to make those particular functions. And it was hard to not be part of that when I was such an active part of my kids' lives outside of the busy season. And the best thing that I could do uh, for them in those moments, again, was just uh, giving them a little bit more um, credit than what I think adults typically give three and four year olds, you know, we talked a lot about, Hey, you know, mommy has this job and this is how it works. And I'm not going to be here during this time, but you can count on me to be there during these other times, which just made it that much more important that, you know, when we got to May and June, I held those boundaries with my clients so that I could show my kids that they could count on me. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be around maybe in March, but in June, I'm going to be able to go to everything. Um, so keeping both sides of those boundaries and, and then following through on the commitments that I was making, uh, was a big part of navigating that in a successful way where they didn't feel like I was abandoning them every year. Um, you know, they definitely miss me and they found ways to, you know, make sure that they, that I didn't forget about them during the busy season. Um, but 
yeah, having that that double boundary, both the boundary in, ta- in the busy season and then outside of it was really important. I, I get really lucky because my kids are pretty fantastic. And, um, you know, we do... We do a lot of explain. My business, my husband is also a business owner, so <laughs> we've had a lot of those conversations, and they just they're learning more about life um, because they just are observing it, and you know, not cutting them out of the process is a big thing too. Making sure that they understand, like as much as they can. I mean, you know, they're not going to understand all of the nuances, but you know, there are things that they understand about being in public accounting now that you know, I think some <laughs> freshmen out of college like may not understand who are accounting majors. So, yeah, it's an interesting process. What are some skills that new CPAs should have to set up a strong foundation? From a technical standpoint, I think project management and organizational skills cannot be underemphasized for accountants. Um, a lot of times, there's there's a lot of rules in accounting, but if you know how to manage a project from start to finish and keep multiple pieces moving forward, um, and Really, the juggling, it's not juggling, but um, not having such a narrow focus on things where you have to get one thing done and before you can move on to the next, you have to like complete that one. Like if you can have your awareness of a few things at a time, that's super helpful. Um, And then I would also say just from a, a logistical balance standpoint, the sooner you can get your CPA done and out of the way after you graduate, the better. Your career is not going to get less complicated and your life is not going to get less complicated as you grow older. As you grow older, things are going to become more complicated and there will be more demands on your time, both personally and professionally. So I know it's hard, like you get done with college and like, yes, I'm finally done with this. Like it's time for me to relax. Um, Give yourself a very specific amount of time to enjoy yourself because you deserve it. Graduating from college is hard take the time, but have a very specific deadline and hold yourself accountable to it. And if you have um, peers who graduated with you that you can like maybe make a pact with to do this together, that's it, like having an accountability partner is fantastic too. So that when you get to the end of that time frame, you really like really give it all that you've got and get that process out of the way because you will, once you're done with it and you can breathe a sigh of relief, um, you're just going to be able to enjoy what you're doing so much more without having that cloud hang over your head. So to the extent that you're able, um, don't put it off. And if you find yourself struggling to pass the CPA exam, it's not easy. And there are lots of things that you know, mentally can just trip you up. It's not necessarily that you're not capable of doing it. You may just need someone to come in and give you some pointers. There are a number of fantastic CPA exam coaches and programs out there. And I'm not talking review course. That's the technical stuff. I'm talking about like, how do you set good study habits and how do you get out of your head and make sure that you're not um, psyching yourself out when you're in the testing environment. Um, If you find yourself in a place where you're really struggling in the testing environment, I would encourage you very much to seek out um, some support from one of those CPA exam coaches because they I've seen them do amazing things for folks who are you know struggling with the tests. Why did you choose tax over audit? 
You know, honestly, I've never worked in a firm that does audit. So it's not something that's ever been on my radar. Um, It's not that I have ever, I didn't have an experience with it. And I decided, oh, I'm never going to do that. I've honestly just never experimented with it. I've liked the tax consulting side of things and the small business consulting side of things so much. Uh, I've never been motivated to look beyond that. So uh, audit is one area where I have very little perspective because it's just, it didn't the surface knowledge I have of it didn't seem like my thing, but I don't know. I, I may have missed the boat a little bit, but I, I think that I've gotten enough enjoyment out of the, the piece of the career that I have that I, I haven't felt regretful for having not explored that side of things. What is a typical day in your life now? A typical day in my life as a CPA, you know, 15 to, I, I actually, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, it's probably closer to 20 years in. Um, It fluctuates depending on what's going on and what season we're in. So definitely during uh, tax season, a typical day for me looks a lot like a lot of conversations with clients about what they had going, what we need for their tax returns, answering questions about why things were different from expectations based on prior year, uh, explaining changes in tax law. Um, working with my team members to help them understand, you know, differences in where a particular transaction should fall on on a form, helping them understand um, planning things and setting up expectations for the following year and what questions we need to ask for, of the client to make sure that we've got all of those uh, teed up correctly. And uh, yeah, communicating with other professionals. So I do a fair amount of collaboration with financial advisors as well. Um, So my day would also have a a good hunk of time where I'm reaching out to my colleagues and making sure that they don't have any insights that we need to factor in uh, to the tax return process. Outside of tax season, uh, it can vary from day to day quite a bit, which again, like variety for me is a big thing. So I think that that has a heavy influence on what my calendar looks like. Uh, But a lot of the same on the consulting side. So I reach out to clients and I'm talking with them about how their year has been going so far and what changes they're expecting, if there are any goals that they have for the year and how we can help align their taxes um, to be in service of those goals. And uh, oh, and then of course, like one of my favorite things, I do a lot of volunteering outside of uh, busy season. So I'm very active with both CalCPA and AICPA and I have a lot of opportunities with both of those groups to connect with other CPAs and help um, provide resources to the profession so that CPAs can be successful in their chosen career paths. Could you share with uh, your involvement with CalCPA? Got it. So I got started in volunteering with CalCPA uh, after I attended a young professionals conference, and it was suggested to me that there may be more opportunities within the association than I had been aware of. Uh, And I had gotten some direction on, okay, we'll perhaps start with this program. So I started with the CalCPA Leadership Institute, and that was a fantastic introduction to all of the opportunities that are available for volunteering and how I could find a group within CalCPA that aligned really well with what I was doing in my firm. Um, So from CalCPA Leadership Institute, uh, I got involved both with my local chapter, which is a San Francisco chapter, and then I also got involved with the um, MAP Committee, which is short for Management of an Accounting Practice. And both of those things, you know, I have my 
regional connection to Cal CPA um, based on geography. And then I have my connection to Cal CPA through MAP, which is based on, um, you know, what I do for a living and helping, you know, that the MAP group is one of my deep passions because we help uh, vet resources for accounting firms and help them understand um, the pros and cons of various management um, either processes or resources and help them implement that and get them connected um, with things that are helpful for their firms. Could you share with us your involvement with AICPA? Uh, I kind of went backwards. I think that the theme of my career has been I do things backwards. So, you know, I started out in public accounting and then went to school for it. I The conference that I went to that got me connected to professional volunteer volunteerism was actually an AICPA young professionals conference. And through that conference, I met a whole group of people. Um, you know, Santa Rosa is not a gigantic business community. So I had not had the opportunity to meet a bunch of other CPAs at about my life stage and about my age. Um, and when I got connected to the AICPA young professional network, um, there were a whole bunch of them. Like, wow, I found my people. Um, so that was my introduction. And they had, they were the ones who gave me the insight, like, well, state societies usually have have this and coming from California, you have a very robust state society. Uh, so I got involved there, but I also got involved with uh, AICPA's, um, they call it Leadership Academy. Um, it's similar in name to the Cal CPA program, but it's focused very differently than the Cal CPA program. Uh, and the AICPA program is specifically for young accountants who are in their first, you know, 10-ish years of accounting. I, I don't know that that's really a parameter, but you have to be um, under 36 to participate in the AICPA program. And from there, that was a great introduction to all of the programs that AICPA uh, puts on for accountants and ways that I could help support the CPA profession at a national level. Um, so from there, I've gotten involved. Uh, I helped uh, with for a number of years, plan the conference that I had originally attended um, that got me so involved in everything else. So I, I had the opportunity to to help create that that experience for professionals going forward. I just finished my term um, on that conference committee, um, and I'm really excited to see what they do going forward. We have a great batch of folks working on that now, and I also got involved um, on a different a list of programs, um, but it's basically the AICPA equivalent of management of an accounting practice. It's called the private company practice section, uh, which develops man practice management resources for all kinds of firms from solopreneur firms all the way up through gigantic firms. Um, so that I'm just starting that uh, volunteer term and I'm really excited to see how that goes on a national level. What is the last advice you would like to share with new or future CPAs? Uh, my advice for young CPAs, uh, definitely to reiterate the get it done. If you don't have your license yet, try and get that done as soon as possible. And it's going to save you heartache for sure. Uh, I would also say that do not be shy to reach out to state society, AICPA, and look for ways to get involved uh, because there are so many professionals out there who are excited and motivated to help you grow in your career uh, in whatever way 
that is for you that works out best for you. So um, it is not asking too much. And we love to have young folks who want to be doing more. Um, and it's not always natural for us folks who have been here for a while to know how to reach out and, and invite you to um, the table to be part of what we're doing. So uh, I will speak on behalf of everyone, even if I don't really have that authority. Um, please come join us. We would love to have you working with us and get your perspective on things and, you know, really try and support you through your career process. So volunteerism was a big thing. Um, it, it helps give you perspective outside of your own employer that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. Um, and it really, even if you're, you love the opportunity you're in right now, it can help you bring thoughts back to your employer of things that you can do to, to make it even better. Um, so there's not, I, I don't think that there is any situation where you couldn't get value out of uh, volunteering some time to be part of the profession.